0: Let's read our scripture for the day. Then he spoke many things to them in a parable saying, behold, a sower went out to sow. And he sowed and some fell by the wayside and birds came and uh, devoured them. Some fell by the stony places, which did not have much soil. And they immediately sprang up, but because they had no depth of earth, but when the earth, sun was up, They were scorched because they had no root system. They withered away. Some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them, and others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some hundred, some sixty, some thirty. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear. Father, I just pray you'll speak to us for just a few minutes, Lord. I pray you'll change our life. Small seeds make big differences. And I pray you'll let us understand that. In your name we pray. Amen. Now, if you were here last week, if you wasn't here last week, where were you, you pagan? Anyway, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh we started a series. I'm I'm talking to you with the in the context of this time next year. Me and Amy had the conversation the other day. I don't want to be in the same place I'm in. Now, this time next year, I don't want to waste another year. I don't want to see myself. I, I, I'm tired of wishing things were different. And so, how do we get in a different place? It ain't through New Year's resolutions. It ain't listening to Oprah. It ain't listening. Uh, it ain't doing self help books. I read an article how many billions of dollars. Are going to be spent this month in January on weight loss stuff. Billions. You're going to wind up being as big as you were again because, but that guy is going, his bank account's going to be bigger. But here's what I'm saying to you if you want to have something significant happen in your life, then you've got to hear the Lord and sow his seed. And that's what we're talking about. Last week we started out, a sower went out to sow. A sower went out to sow. And if you're looking at your phone, let me just say that. I want to tell you what I think when you're looking at your phone. I think you're looking, shopping on Amazon or texting or whatever, looking at YouTube videos when you're looking down at your phone. I know that we have an app that has all my notes on it. Okay? So... If you're looking at that app, just shut it off. It'll be there after we're over with. And so that way, that way I don't have to battle with my mind. But if you're taking notes, that's, if you're taking notes, if you're taking notes, ain't no healing. I'm just speaking fact. I know what's going on. Anyway, not paranoid, it's fact. I know what's going on. It ain't paying attention to this. That's what's not going on. So here's what we say a sower, Without so to sow. All right, we talked about it last week. That is deliberate action. Deliberate, personal, intentional action. Stop wishing something would change. You've got to decide, I am going to make deliberate, purposeful action that will walk in that direction. Stop hoping things change. God wants to bring you somewhere. God wants to take you somewhere. God wants you to make progress. That is, I know that. God wants to take you on a journey. So deliberate, and it comes, how do we do that? We consent, first of all. This is where it's not New Year's resolution. I'm consenting, you're Lord of my life. How many of you are saved in here? Raise your hand, raise your high. You sure if you're halfway, you ain't saved. There is no halfway. I'm not sure. Okay, you're not saved. If you're saved, you're always saved. Well, listen, if you're saved, then you've got to consent. Doing life, having dual lordships is where it just goes bad. But when I consent, you're my Lord, Then I submit to your ways. Do you understand I've got to submit to his ways. If I don't do it his way, I cannot respect his results. But I want to find out what his way is. His will. Trust in his seed. That's what I'm asking you to do. Find out. Now, I want to say this. Let's start today. I got to be somewhere at 12... So, if y'all will listen fast, I'll finish fast. But I doubt it. I doubt I'll finish fast. You might can listen fast. Everybody, look at me. Sowing is happening. There are seeds being sowed into your life, into your field, into your children into your grandchildren, there are seeds being sown. Sowing is happening. Now you gotta decide, you gotta decide who and what gets sowed. So today, let's start off. First of all, if I wanna have a good crop, I gotta sow good seed, amen? If I wanna have a good crop, I gotta sow good seed. Stop, (laughs) stop expecting Satsumas, which I love. I got one of them trees. I love. Stop expecting that when you're planting corn. That gummit. God, I went to church and God didn't give me satsumas when you planted corn. So here's what we do. Number one, I want to talk to you about today. Remember, a sower went out to sow. First thing, he is sowing specific. Seed, specific seed. I guarantee you that sower didn't just go, oh, here's some seeds. Let's just throw them out and see what comes up. No, he went out and did some specific things and, and said, I want this specific crop and so I'm gonna sow this specific seed because certain seeds yield certain crops. Amen? Some of you, stop blaming everybody for what's going on in your life. You might need to look at the seeds you've sown. Don't nobody shout me down now. So understand, what are you sowing? I love them. You need to choose wisely what you're sowing. You need to choose what you're sowing. How do I know that? I love the movie uh, Indiana Jones, you know, all of them. The last crusade, you know, was about the Holy Grail and they had all these, and the guy was hunting the Holy Grail and they found the knight that had the Holy Grail and he was like 300 years old or whatever, 1,000 years old. And they go in and he, you got to drink out of the cup to have eternal life. But if you drink out of the wrong one, your life gets taken. And I was watching that movie the other day. And, I was seeing, and he gets to the point, and the knight's just sitting over there, this old knight. I mean, he's like 100 and something years old. I mean, 500 years old. He needs to sit down, you know. And he's sitting there, and the guy runs over and ch- he drinks water. And all of a sudden, I was going to show it to you, but Todd said it'd probably scare people, you know. And so, and he, and he dies, and the knight goes, He chose poorly. Don't get to the end of your life when you have all of these regrets as a Christian. Now remember, I'm talking to Christians now and go, have somebody go, you chose poorly. You need to invest in specific things Specific things that God is leading you to. Remember, that's the source of everything. What are you sowing? Look at Galatians 6, verse seven through nine. Look at it. Do not be deceived. Don't trick yourself. God is not mocked. He has set a rule. Whatever you sow, a man sows, that will he reap. And look what he says, for he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. If you wanna be like the world and you wanna sow into the American dream and look, you're gonna wind up, do you realize all of that stuff the Bible clearly says is gonna burn up. It's gonna waste away. Somebody's gonna steal it. Somebody, like you can't take it with you. You sow into that, everything in the flesh is gonna be corrupted. Does that make sense? In the world, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. What is he saying there? Not just salvation, he's already talking to Christians. He's talking about the things that you sow with me are gonna last and they're gonna be awesome and worth it. What does the Bible say? What is it that if a man gains his whole, the whole world and loses his own soul, What is that? Let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Do you understand? God has certain seeds he wants to plant in your life this year. And they will yield a crop that he wants specific instructions. We are living life. And I know I'm harping on this, but I want want to get it to you. We are living life by happenstance. We're just saying, well, I wonder what's gonna come today. What's gonna happen today? Who am I? Instead of living life intentionally, planting intentional things, God has specific things for you to do, for you to sow, for you to invest in, for you to give your life. God has instructions for this year. Look at Luke chapter 19, look at this. Jesus said, when he went, he went ahead going up to Jerusalem, this is right before the triumphal entry. And it came to pass when he drew near at the mountain called Olive, they sent two disciples. He picked two guys, I didn't even name them. Hey, two people in church. Hey, come on. I got something I want you to do. Just two, not all of them. He didn't send all of them. He spent two. God's got instruction for you. Look what he tells them to do. Look, I want you to go up to the next town, town you come to, when you walk in, first house you come to, that little picket fence, you're gonna see a goat. I just want you to untie it and bring it to me. (laughs) And then he says, a colt. Not a goat, a (laughs) colt. Thank you. Oh, Dan's paying attention. I appreciate it. He said he yeah, had cold. And then if somebody says something about it, like maybe the owner, I want you to tell them the master has need of it. You gotta say it in a deeper voice, too. The master has need of it. See, that's what's wrong with most of you. You're bored stiff, looking for the latest, greatest Oculus, the new game, the new, uh, what's the new, uh, oh, I need some excitement, I need, I'm telling you, following Jesus will be the greatest ride, You, you, I mean, you want me to do what? You want me to steal a coat? Now, I'm not saying he said steal it. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I want you to go to, and tell him the master has need. And sure enough, if you read the rest of the story, the older cow, hey, what are you doing, my, my, my cult? The master has need of it. See, look, everybody hear me. When you live by his way and his words, It has an anointing and power that works. Some of you are trying to live by your own way and you're sowing seeds and then you wonder why it ain't working. But when you live by his, first of all, it's exciting. He takes you on a ride and it's awesome. Can I tell you this? What does he want you to do this year? Let me tell you a couple of things. I wanna read more this year. I, I, I'm reading through the Bible. I think you should show the word, but I'm gonna read books. Not just any old stupid book. I'm gonna read books as God leads me to. and I, I wanna read, that's one of the seeds. Remember, remember last week, small seeds grow big things. I'm not asking you to alter your life. I'm asking you to ask him, I want to I follow you this year, Lord. What do you want to accomplish? Well, I want you to do this. Okay, we'll do that. I want you to alter this. Stop doing that. Sow this. Do this. And when you start down on that journey with specific things, now, my question to you is, what crop has been planted in your life? What harvest are you expecting? What crop has been, is being planted in your kid's life? What am I saying? I'm saying, don't leave it to chance. Don't leave it to chance. Yes, I know that it's all the grace of God. I understand that. Everything I've got is by him. Everything. He paid it all. I don't have to pay you nothing, but I do have to follow him. I do have to make the choice. Yes, I will follow you. He gives me the strength to follow him, but I gotta make the choice. What? Don't leave it to chance what's going in your kids. We're wait, wait, well, I wish somebody would get on the school board. I wish somebody would get in the government. I wish somebody, our school system going to hell, Brother Allen. I ain't worried about that. What are you sowing into them? What are you letting be in sown? I want to be very specific. One of the things that we sowed into our children, we love, I love the Bible. I know they're trying to discredit it and all that stuff, but they can't do it. I know AI rewrote the Bible. But it ain't going to have the same power, but we love. Me and Amy, it has changed our life. So we made our kids sit down a few nights every week, more when they were smaller, and read the Bible. We're sowing seeds, sowing seeds, because that's what God loves us to do. Is that making sense? Specific seeds produce specific harvest. Don't leave it to chance. Don't leave it to chance. Don't hope the government. Do you realize what the Bible says? I just wanna throw this out I gotta move on. You know what the Bible says? I want you to know what the Bible says. Do you realize that it don't matter who's elected? You know what the Bible says? By the mouth of the righteous, a city is exalted. I wonder what would happen if every blood-bought Christian in this area started speaking life over PICU and Peru County, this area. I wonder what would be unleashed and it would just roll over anybody that resisted it. You have no expectation of that because you have no seeds sown there. Specific seeds. So I want you to be... Hear the Lord about that. Number two, I want you to be so generously. I mean, you can get the thing. He's got a sack of seed, and he's just. Oh, it might be some briars over there, but no. stop worrying whether the soil deserves it or not you are not the judge of the soil god is stop worrying whether somebody deserves your graciousness your kindness your help stop worrying about that be kind with your words look at what it says look at what it says second corinthians but I say this: He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. <laughs> I said I was not going to say this this year, so I'm trying to think of another way to say it. So since it's still January, I'll say it one more time, and then we'll change. And you know. I mean, listen, if you're a grumbly, gripey, grumble bear and you're mean as hell, and that's all that happens back to you. What does he say? Be generous. And we're talking about sowing God's seeds, what he puts in your heart so generously. Give it out. Don't just, I've never seen a farmer go out and put one spot and put one seed and go, okay, I'm done. No, man, they they throwing it all over the place. they put filling the field with seed. Man, do you understand? You need to be generous with the way you live your life. Be a generous person. I'm not talking about money. It can be money, but I'm just talking about living your life in a generous way. Willing to help, willing to do, willing to participate. Hey, yeah, we're going to go build a, a ramp for somebody. Yeah, man, I'll help. Yeah, I want to sow into that. I want to be gracious, especially with my words. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. Everybody goes, yeah, yeah, I got that. We don't got it. Because we still speak 90% repeating negative stuff. You know what I heard about Brother Rich? Oh my God. And it takes forever for a miracle to get brown. Don't make your kids earn your your affirmation. Don't make your kids, don't let them hear, I love you and I'm proud of you just when they do something good. What are you teaching them? Performance. You gotta perform for dad to tell you he's proud of you. And that is the worst demon of all because that's what religion is based on. Religion is based on performance. God chose to love me before I ever did anything good. In fact, God chose to love me when he said, I bestowed my love on you even while you were yet a sinner. Man, your kids, your wife, your husband need to hear it every day. I'm so so in love with you. I'm so proud of you. Why do I do that? Because it's a specific seed and I'm expecting a specific harvest and I wanna be generous with it. Don't worry about whether they deserve it or not. Be generous. If we ever realize, and I'm picking on words, I'm talking about mainly a lifestyle. I mean, I know I pick on Amy a lot. You know, I try not to, but she's such an easy target. I mean, it's so funny. You know what's so funny is that God took a girl out of a lifestyle that was frilly and and controlled and proper and non-athletic and non-sweaty and, and put her in with me and with 11 boys and just, and it's our sole purpose, one of our sole purposes, to torment her. It just is hilarious. It's so funny. It, I mean, I had a great experience yesterday. She's finally taken down. I told her, the tree's dead. We got to take it down. But I like the lights. I said, it sticks with lights on it. It's got to go. So we're taking down all our Christmas stuff yesterday. And so she's getting back and forth up in the attic. It's one of the joys of being big. I don't fit in the attic, so I <laughs> love to help you, babe, but sorry. <laughs> anyway, so she comes. Jonathan is over there with his three ki- two of these kids. And she comes down out of the attic. And John, when Jonathan was telling me, so he said, Dad, it was just like old time. I can't tell you how much I needed that today. He looked at her, she had a big lizard on her leg. And she is like the girly of girls. I mean, just horrible. And so, Jonathan very calmly says, Mother, look at your leg. Just in a calm voice. And of course, she looks down and goes berserko. I mean... Berserker, screaming, hollering. Matthew comes from the other room. What is going on? She starts crying. Oh God. You know, and Jonathan's looking at me smiling, going, God, I needed that today. <laughs> the I, mean, I, I said, Amy, I couldn't help you. The version you have of Amy was not the version I got of Amy. I mean, she'll, she'll admit this. She was not a secure person. She was very, she would ask me questions like, why do you love me? Women, do not ask your husband that. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I don't you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of some psychological answer, and I'm like, I went blank, which is the worst thing. Oh, you got to think about it. And I'm like, no, I was trying to think of the right word. No, here's what I'm saying to you: The Lord said, "Yeah, I know she's that way, but she's the one." And here's how you fix her: Just shower her with your word. And I had to do some actions too, but every time you see her, man, what a blessing you are in my life. And she is. She became, what does it say? Washing of water by the word that he might present her to himself without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. That's what the Bible says. Can I tell you that word over the years washed her because she became my perfect bride. I cannot imagine life without her. And I cannot tell you, she has been completely healed. She is way too secure now. (laughs) She speaks for me a lot now and volunteers me and had me doing ministry projects and all that because she knew I would because she could get me to. But what I'm saying is, why are you mad about your harvest? What seed are you sowing? And are you being generous with? Last one. If you live this way, you'll sow expectingly. Sow with expectation. Expectation. We should faith, hope, and love, and all those words should be should be part of our vocabulary because. We have sowed the seed the Lord gave us and so I can expect a good crop. I can expect, I have hope. You know what biblical hope is? Most people's hope is a wish. I wish I would lend, win, win the lottery. I wish this restaurant would feed me uh, you know free. I wish, I mean, all that wish, that is not God's hope. Confident, what the definition of hope is, Confident expectation based upon the facts. What facts? I have sowed good seed, I can expect a good harvest because that's the principle God Almighty put in in place. I I received my seed from him, I sowed them generously, I I don't care what's gonna, you go, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen in the future? If you're a sports person in here, you hear the term on TV all the time. I expect us to do well because we put in the work. Where teams, I hope we do better, they have no confident expectation because they hadn't sewed in the work. You put in the practice, you expect to see something good because you put in the practice. If you put in the seed, you ought to live without fear because why? I have sowed seed, something good's gonna happen. I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna happen. I don't know what's gonna go on. I don't even care how it comes up. I just know God's word does not return void. Are you hearing me? If you sow into your flesh, it's only gonna reap corruption. But when I receive the seed... What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? How do you want me to do business? It should be a part of every part of your life. How do you do your business? How do you do How do you do you life? How do you do your relationship? Don't tell me you love Jesus. Show me by the way you treat your wife. Show me by the way you parent your kids. You let your kids just run wild. Can I tell you, you don't love them. You're just lazy. You're just worried about you. But when you sow into God, I'm going to do it your way. And sometimes his way ain't my way. I guarantee them two disciples walking into that town going, are we really going to go get somebody's colt? Is that really what he said? Don't you know their heart dropped. <laughs> well, walked through the town and saw that colt tied to that picket fence. They went, man. Oh, We're going to have to do this. But can I tell you, they probably told that story the rest of their life. I am, I was, I want you to understand that the facts are that if I sow good seed, there's power in the seed, I will reap a harvest. We raise our kids. I have watched my wife with my kids. They were older and acting a lot like her side of the family (laughs) and kind of going wild. I have watched my wife stand up, I mean, crying, because look, when things are going bad with your children, man, crying and stand up and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I know that there is there's good stuff in them because I was there sowing it. We sowed good seed in them. So no matter what happens, no matter what it looks like to my eyes, I know that eventually they're gonna turn and God, I watched her pray for an hour until she prayed herself right out of that fear and depression. Because she had an expectation because she had been very specific about the seed she sowed. Does that make sense? Look at Galatians 6, 9. Don't grow weary in well-doing, for in due time we shall reap if you don't lose heart. There's too many of us that have dug up our seed to see if it's growing. You got to be impatient. Don't quit. Don't quit following the Lord. Don't quit going for it let me say this i was praying this week and uh and it it might not mean nothing to y'all but it means something to me because you know when you sign your name i mean you know it's funny well uh, my kids used to think I had, if you got checks, you f- you have more money. As long as you got checks, yeah. I know young people are going, what's checks? That's still the way I do business. I like checks. Anyway, that's so low tech, nobody's trying to hack my checks anymore. <laughs> so low tech. Anyway, you know, when you sign your name to millions of dollars, and they want personal guarantee, They want all I ever owned, all I will own, all I expect to own. I told them, I said, look, I'll put my children up for collateral. Y'all can have them too. (laughs) But you start, I don't care who you are. Even though I know the Lord told us, okay, it's time to build. Uh, You start signing those kind of papers, you go, And I was praying this week and somebody had put a picture of the building. Somebody did. I was just praying along and I said, I I felt like the Lord spoke to me and said, first service you're gonna walk in there, it's gonna be a debt-free building. I mean, and I, you know, I immediately went in, because I'm the one signed the, I mean, is that just my brain? Is that just a wish? <laughs> so I leave here, and I go back to my office, start working on this sermon. And I get to this part, confident, expectation based upon the facts of the seeds. And Jenny comes in my office and reminds me of where I'm supposed to be in one minute. I am going to a, a dedication of a church building, another church building, of which I was driving by a while back, and the Lord said, I want you to pay for their air conditioning. Called the guy and said, what do you need? He said, well, we're saving money. we are trying. When are you gonna get in? Well, we're not sure we're saving money for our air conditioning. I went, well, why don't you come by the church later on this afternoon? How much is it? We'll pay for it. I was driving by it again. After this, I stopped driving by it. You know. <laughs> I was driving by again, and the Lord said, you know, they're not finished yet. Called and said, what do you need? Well, we're just waiting, saving money for the flooring. Okay. And all of a sudden, after she said that it hit me, I started laughing in my office. I started so because I started remembering all the churches we have helped build their buildings and all remember back in the hurricanes when they didn't have a roof and we paid for it and all the churches that you know over the last 20 years why shouldn't I expect to walk into it I got a lot of seed in the ground out there can I tell you it just totally it just totally took the fear out of you know I don't know how it's gonna happen I don't even care Somebody said, you gonna take money from, man, I would take money from the devil himself. You know, I don't care because I'm gonna turn it into something good. But you understand, we ought to live with a little hope and a little expectation, a little joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. What does that mean? God knows the outcome, so he ain't shook when we're in the middle of the battle. So that joy gives me the strength to keep going. And it comes from following him, sowing good seeds. And when I do that, I am guaranteed a harvest. Don't you see that? That is for everyone. Jesus Christ made a way that I can come into his presence and receive instruction, receive seed, receive light, direction. He says, I want to take you somewhere. That's where I want you to go this year. I want to take you on a journey. And you start going. And all of a sudden, you find yourself in places you never, you never believe. That's being a sower went out to sow. Now, my question to you, everybody, look at me. I want you to hear this. What are you sowing? I know I get on this soapbox, and I'm sorry. But if all you're sowing into your life is Facebook and that's what you spend scrolling five, six hours a day well that's what you're going to reap. But do you understand when I sow when I say God where where do you want to take me and I sow in the midst of even when I don't see it even Mm -hmm. when When I don't see it, I can have peace and joy because, because Jesus, your seed always reaps eternal life. Does that make sense? What are you sowing? What are you sowing into your kids? What are you allowed to be sowed into your life? What are you spending your time doing? Is it eternal things? I am not against anything frivolous. But we gotta have priorities. God, I I wanna do, I'm not against going on vacation and sitting on the back porch. Okay, but look at me. Remember what, there's this little verse in the Bible that says, I mean, if all your job, if all you're going for, if the only seeds you're sowing is retirement so you can move to a place and just drink coffee and have have no responsibility and play golf and just chill and look at me, when you get it, if that's the seeds you're sowing, when you get it, you have your reward. There's no eternal value to that. It will be over when you're over. Does that make sense? I want to sew up for myself treasures in heaven. I want to sew up for myself treasures that will satisfy, and the world can't take away. The world can't take away my joy. The world can't take away my peace. I don't care who gets elected. Some of you need to stop being so political and start being more Christian. I don't care who gets elected, dude. It ain't gonna change one thing in my heart. That's the source of my peace, and it comes from Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? If you don't know Christ, I wanna encourage you to come down, but I'm gonna ask the prayer team to come on down real quick. If you would, come on down real quickly, please. And, um, look, if you don't, if you don't know Christ, I want to encourage you. But, uh, here's what I felt like the Lord asked the Lord, because I want you to go home and spend a little time, Lord, what do you want me to plan in my life this year? Ask Jesus for his seed. Does that make sense? Ask you, don't do not do a New Year's resolution. Say, Lord, where do you want? He, and look, he might tell you, look, I want you to work in the nursery. That was the devil. That ain't God. But listen, if you sow seeds there, it might be apparent that you meet it turns you on to another job, but you ain't gonna meet them unless you're in there. Does that make sense? That's the way God works. But here's what I wanna do with these people. If you don't know Christ, please, please come. These people are standing here. Here's what I felt like the Lord said this morning. Some of you have hopeless situations. And what I mean by hopeless situation, a prodigal, a situation that you're just, overwhelmed with and you can't see any way out and you want God the Bible says one can put a thousand to flight two can put ten thousand to flight your marriage your family whatever there's a situation I would like to see this altered Lord I don't know what to do they're going to come down and use called the prayer of agreement. They're not going to counsel you. They're not going to tell you what to do. You tell them, "Look, I'm praying for this situation," and they're going to agree that God touches that situation because one can put a thousand flight, two can put ten thousand. I want you to rise to your. Now I know that's kind of a little bit broad, but if you're struggling, you every day you look at this issue, every day you think about this issue. That's what I'm talking about prodigal or whatever. I want you to come down and have the prayer of agreement that sows seed in the spirit world. If you don't have one of those and you know somebody that has that situation then I want you to stay you you stay right there and you just begin to lift them up to heaven. So right now Lord, we just ask you to come. We ask you to come Lord. Come do if you need prayer, you begin to come. You got that situation. You begin to come. You begin to let the Lord lead you. Come on, don't look around, church. If you're not coming, you ought to be praying. If you got a prodigal, you come. If you got a financial situation that you're hopeless, you come. If you got an addiction, you Come. And let the Lord do the prayer of agreement. Come. Come on, church. And if you're not coming, you ought to be praying for somebody. Don't look around. Ask the Lord. Go ahead. Elisha. Come on, pray, church. Church, pray. Don't look around.
1: There's nothing that I can't Sing with Elisha. There's not a mountain praying. that he can't move. Oh, praise the name that makes a way. There's nothing that our God can do. Come on, sing it. There's nothing that our God can do. There's is. not a prison wall he can't break through. Oh, praise the name that makes a way There's
2: nothing that I got, As these guys are praying, if you're, standing, if you're standing next to somebody, just put your hand on their shoulder right now. Just put your hand on their shoulder. And we're going to pray for each other. This is what body ministry is all about. Some of you might be thinking, I don't know what to say you know how to talk don't you just talk to God that person may have a specific need if you have a specific need just tell them just begin to pray for them right now remember the words that brother Bobby said earlier in his little testimony it's not about all the stuff that you learn it's about the relationships you build this is how we minister one to another this is how the body of Christ is supposed to be. Just begin to pray for him. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your mercy and your grace and your kindness. Thank you for the ability and the opportunity to be source. Thank you that, Father, you've provided the seed. And you've given us an opportunity to sow. Lord we continue to sow because you are faithful even when we are faithless you are faithful come on just, just pray for them. if you haven't stepped out and you need prayer come on up here these guys are waiting It's
1: not a mountain I can't move. Oh, praise the name that makes a way. There's nothing that I God
2: can't do. Sing it. There's
1: nothing that I God can't do. It's not a prison wall he can't break through. Oh, praise the name that makes a way. Nothing that our God, God can,
2: can do. do. It's not getting too much of a hurry. I know sometimes when we wait, it's awkward. That's okay. God's doing some stuff. Prayer, come down here these guys are waiting. Just a minute or two more. Like brother Alan said, if you want to know the Jesus said, you hear us talk about come down here. We're over here to my left, am I right, your left. That's why we're here. We're not here to just have a building with a bunch of people in it. we're here because we're all in love with Jesus Christ because of who He is. Amen. If you're not standing, won't you stand with us? We're going to pray, and we're going to send you forth, and come back next week. Well, Alan, will continue that. This message, the sower, the seed, the soil. Let's pray. Father, you're a good God. We're not trying to convince ourselves that you are. We're just declaring what is true. We say you're good, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you that, Father, in the midst of the chaos that goes on around us, we have a hope and we have a peace that the world is envious of. Lord, we're more than willing to give that away because we truly do have an endless supply of joy, of hope, of peace, of life. Father, we are people that eat from the tree of life. And because we do, we have an endless supply. So as we leave this place we go out to this community that you've placed us in, and we bring the life of Jesus Christ to every place that we go, to the restaurants, to our place of work, to our school, wherever we go, we want to bring your life to the world around us, in Jesus' name, and all God's people say.